Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 334. This time I have quite a bit to say about the new collectible card game, Legends of Runeterra, which I've been playing quite a bit and I think is super fun. And that's all I have for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Legends of Runeterra is a brand new free-to-play collectible card game by Riot Games, who are the people behind League of Legends. This takes place in the same universe, so there's tons of lore about the regions, the champions, the epic heroes, and all the other cards uh, that come into play. Cards are all voiced, and when you do various plays, they will say various voices. And these are varied and interesting enough that I haven't tired of them, nor can I always predict what they're going to say. There are some that have uh, fewer sayings and they're easier to predict, but some have quite a few different sayings and sort of secret things will emerge uh, as cards interact with each other. As example, one of the interactions is in the Frozen region, I think it's Freljord, there's a champion called Braum, and if he's out on the board, when the uh, innkeeper comes out, they will actually talk to each other uh, for a few lines. It's actually pretty funny. And there's quite a lot of uh, sort of, I wouldn't say secret interactions like that, but unless you know the lore of League of Legends, which I don't know uh, the lore, probably a lot of it will be quite a surprise to you. Speaking of which, there are several sound sliders, which include master volume, music, sound effects, and dialogue. So if you don't like a specific thing, you can turn that thing down uh, or up and not affect the other things in the list. Technically, the game is still in beta. They haven't uh, officially launched yet, so things can change. And already in the couple of weeks it's been out, there have been a few patches and a few minor things have changed. So who knows? Uh, they probably won't add like more sound sliders, uh, but you never know. Things can change uh, like that. Like one thing I noticed today that changed was when you're crafting cards, the text is a little bit smaller and there's now an undo feature, which there wasn't an undo feature before. I mean, you could uh, undo it in a certain way, but it wasn't obvious. Now it's, it's very obvious and there's a button. Animations show all the effects of the cards. So you don't always have to know uh, what the text of the card says, you know, in terms of abilities because there will always be a visual effect to the card when the ability is active. As example, one of the abilities is Quick Attack, and that is when you are attacking, your minion will hit uh, first before the other minion strikes back. So if it hits first and it would kill them, uh, they would take no damage. And that is shown by uh, sort of an active lightning bolt uh, around their border. So if there is no lightning bolt, then that effect wouldn't happen, and they would do damage at the same time. 
For those who are familiar with Magic the Gathering and Hearthstone, Legends of Runeterra lies probably somewhere in between the two. There aren't really random elements uh, that you see in Hearthstone. There are only a couple of cards in the entire game that have any random effects. And off the top of my head, uh, the only ones that are like that are Summon uh, X number of units which died, uh, you know, either last turn or there's one that'll do it for the entire game. But like you see in Hearthstone, there's cards where it'll do X amount of damage to X number of creatures and that'll be like totally random. You won't, uh, as far as I know, ever see uh, that kind of randomness in Legends of Runeterra. And in comparisons of Magic the Gathering, Magic the Gathering will typically hit a stalemate point uh, in any game where you have a certain number of creatures, the opponent has a certain number of creatures, neither of you wants to attack, so you're just kind of slowly building up your forces and neither of you are attacking or doing anything. Again, Legends of Runeterra is designed in a way that that won't uh, pretty much ever happen. It's really extremely rare that both players will sort of pass and wait. Usually, uh, you'll want to throw your guys at <laughs> the opponent uh, as quick as you can. One of the greatest differences with this game is that each round goes through a my turn, your turn kind of system. So maybe you don't want to play this card first uh, because the opponent might respond to it, or maybe you want to play this card before the other card, but if you play this card and the opponent does something different, maybe the board will change, and then you won't want to play the other card. So there is, I think, a lot of really subtle and interesting sort of interaction that makes it kind of like chess in terms of which you want to play when and sort of what the order of operations is in terms of what you're doing. Because at any point when you do a specific thing, the opponent could respond to it and that could change, you know, what you were going to do next. There's also a lot of sort of tricking your opponent into uh, doing a thing first. And then they would have thought, oh, I thought he was going to do this, but no, you did the other thing first, and then you did that based on how, you know, that play just played out. Which, that subtlety is really why I'm really into the game and really enjoying it. And I think that will probably be uh, its biggest point for keeping it going uh, sort of long term, because that's something quite a bit different than the other card games out there. One other sort of subtle difference is that the mana you get to spend each turn on cards will have sort of a reserved pool of up to three mana just for casting spells. And that spell mana will refill uh, if you don't spend mana. So it's a little difficult to explain uh, without showing it. But your turn, you, you get a certain number of mana. Let's say for the turn you're getting five mana. And then you spend two of that mana during that turn on whatever. Then when you end your turn, if you haven't spent the remaining three mana, that will go into spell mana for your reserve, uh, of which there's a maximum of three. So then the next turn would be round six. So your regular mana will fill up to six. And then you'll also have that three reserved mana from before. Again, that reserved mana can only be spent on spells. So maybe you don't always have spells, maybe you don't always want to save it for spells. But that really changes the game up in terms of, do I want to spend all of my mana, you know, right now at this turn? Do I want to save some for the next turn and have, you know, extra mana? Again, that's a really subtle complexity to the game that I think will really help its longevity, because that really, again, sets it apart from the other games. 
Another big change is the reward system. There's a daily quest of, of which you can have three at a time. So say you log in one day and then you don't finish your quest and then you don't play the next day and you don't play uh, the next day after that. You'll have, you know, up to three quests. And then if you don't play uh, more days after that, then you're uh, kind of losing out because you really kind of want to clear those quests uh, and have them as clear as possible. You'll only get one back a day. So if you're like me and you've been playing, you know, every day, you'll only have the one when you come in for the day. But that quest will give you experience, and that experience goes towards unlocking a region that you're currently uh, playing in, as well as a weekly reward chest. Now, the region that you're playing in uh, can be changed at any time, and it doesn't force or determine what kind of deck you're playing. It's just you are setting the thing to unlock rewards for that region. So this is really interesting because that way, as you fight through the game and you get your various rewards and you get experience for winning, you get experience for doing the daily quests, you're unlocking cards for a specific region you want to play with. And so that's very different than other collectible card games where you're pretty much having to buy random packs. There are no uh, random pack rewards in that same kind of regard. You will get packs for regions, which may or may not uh, be randomized, but it will have, you know, a set number of things for that specific region. In addition to that, you will get uh, what the game calls shards, and with those shards, you can purchase specific cards. And from the rewards in the region and the weekly chest, you will also sometimes get wild cards. And these wild cards act kind of the same way as shards, but they are specifically for a type of card. So like common, uncommon, rare, epic, I think, uh, is the one after that. And then champion cards are the highest cards. And so those will buy, uh, you know, specific rarity of cards where shards, you know, they cost X number of shards depending on their rarity. So I think that too really helps out uh, the players in terms of wanting to play the game. Because you know, if you want to play, you know, say Demacia, then you set your region you are playing for as Demacia, then the experience you get will go towards unlocking ranks of the Demacia reward track. And when you buy cards, you will specifically buy them from Demacia or uh, wherever else. As I said, you know, you can switch it up uh, as much as you want and setting the region uh, just sets the reward track. It doesn't like force you in any way to buy you know, specific cards. Now, that isn't to say there isn't anything to spend actual money on. There is a board for each region currently. So that's uh, six boards. And then I think there's a seventh one that is the free one. I might be wrong on that number. Uh, don't quote me. There are also, I believe, six guardians, which are cute little pets that sit in the corner. Uh, they'll dance around and do silly things uh, when you make certain plays. You get one of those for free. There were two when the game launched, you know, soft launched beta a couple weeks ago. And then just, uh, I think yesterday, they added, I think, three more. I'm not totally sure. They're all super cute and super funny. There is also a card booster with something like 66, with 66 card unlocks, and I think a bunch of shards as well. I would highly recommend uh, getting that. I think it's a little bit less than five bucks. 
That gives you a huge bump up uh, when you start the game. But all of this stuff that you can spend money on is either totally cosmetic, like the boards or the guardians, or if you're buying specific wild cards, those are actually limited in how many you can get per week. So somebody can't just come in and drop, you know, 100 bucks and then have all the cards there are. They're limited to a certain very, very small number of cards of each type uh, per week. Like, I think the champion cards were uh, locked at two or three uh, for the week. And then the epic, I think, was also down at, like, only two or three you could get in a week. So in terms of free players versus people who are paying money, people who aren't paying money aren't going to be that much more ahead uh, as long as, you know, the player playtime is equal. Because as I said, uh, you know, you get rewards based on how much you play plus uh, a weekly bunch of rewards. So somebody like me who's been playing a couple of weeks now, you know, I've gotten two of those weekly reward chests. I'm going to have, you know, a quite a bit bigger collection than somebody who is just starting, uh, you know, today. And speaking of uh, the state of the game today, I don't know if I'd recommend spending a ton of money on the cosmetic stuff right now, because right now the boards and guardians are selected globally, so that affects, you know, all the decks you play. You can change them, you know, pretty much any time you want, but, you know, if you're like me and you're going to theme a deck a specific way, you would want to pair, you know, maybe a specific board or a specific guardian, you know, with that deck. You know, right now you can't do that. I actually submitted a screenshot suggesting, hey, uh, you guys should have this uh, as an option to save per deck. Because uh, it boggles my mind that that's not already in the game. But again, it's still kind of an early release. Uh, so, you know, that's plenty of time uh, to get that in before they launch. But I would say that's probably a pretty big deterrent to uh, somebody wanting to drop, you know, a ton of money and get all the boards. Because, you know, you'd have to change them around all the time. That's kind of not the best but those are pretty much all my thoughts after just short of two weeks. I've probably played, I'd say, somewhere around 40 hours or more. Because I'm playing pretty much like three hours a day, uh, which is probably a lot. But like I said, you know, it's super fun for me right now. I'll probably start slowing down uh, a little bit because I'm kind of hitting a wall uh, in terms of ranked play. I'm sort of peeking out uh, and doing as good as I can do, and I'm probably not going to get uh, any further in ranked play. But the game right now is in open beta. Uh, anybody can just uh, sign up to play, and then apparently they will pretty much immediately send you an invite to get in. Any purchases you make right now will carry over forever. Any cards you get uh, in terms of rewards or unlocking will also stay forever. And from what I've heard, the ranked play season is going to last all the way until launch. And they're calling it beta season, I think. It doesn't actually say anywhere in-game, so who knows what they're, you know, calling it internally. And the tier of the rank, I guess I would call it, uh, can never be lost. So I worked my way through the first two ranks. I'm in the third rank now, which I'm pretty sure is silver. And the first one was like iron. And then the second one is bronze, and I think that's a uh, third one I'm in, I think is silver. doesn't actually say it in text. I just had to look, you know, online uh, at people's uh, ranking it according to what the devs had announced. And so far there's been four uh, sort of ranks within each tier. 
So I guess you can't lose uh, the main rank, so I will never uh, not be silver until they reset it. But I had fought through four, I had fought through three, I'd gotten up to two, I thought, oh cool, you know, I'm getting I'm getting up there. And then a couple days ago I lost uh, quite a bit and I bounced down back down to three and I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I couldn't lose ranks. And then I, I read details and I guess it's uh, the tier. So I could drop all the way back down to the bottom of silver four, but I will never go back to bronze. So that's pretty cool. That's different than some of the other uh, collectible card games out there. All of them, as far as I know, you can just keep losing all the way back down to nothing. So that's pretty cool that they're doing that. But again, it's free to play, and everything you're going to do will carry over to launch. So I would say uh, definitely check it out if you're into collectible card games, because it's free. And there's no reason not to check it out right now, because everything's going to carry over. I like it quite a bit, due to the fact that it's not random, and you specifically buy you know the cards you want. And there's a very uh, sort of strategic chess-like element of, you know, the board may or may not change after you make a play, but, you know, if you make this play, then the opponent's going to get to make a play. You know, I really like that strategy element to it. And again, it's free, so I highly recommend uh, checking it out if you have any interest at all. So that's it for this week's podcast. I'm doing, I guess, okay for the moment. Money is running out and almost completely gone, so that's pretty terrible. I have a donation which is mostly covering the uh, car insurance, but you know there are bigger bills right around the corner, like the car registration is going to come up in, in, I guess, about four or five months. Uh, so that's a big one. And those are things like domain web names and like the car insurance uh, you know has to have a membership so that's coming up in a few months as well so things are definitely uh, not the best I'm not in trouble yet uh, but it will be pretty soon so donations and help is always greatly appreciated but hopefully everybody will have a good Valentine's Day that's coming up uh, between now and the next podcast I don't know what I'll talk about uh, for next podcast. But hopefully, I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings dot html. 
When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2020